So Chris, thanks very much for joining me today. I'm really pleased to have you. I, I wonder if we might start with a quick introduction, if you, if you give us a bit of a background on yourself and, uh, and the role that you're in today. Sure, thanks, Adam. So, <clears throat> excuse me, Chris Bellello. Um, I am a corporate VP at Conic Monolta Business Solutions, headquartered out of Ramsey, New Jersey. Um, my title is a business solutions development, and one of my responsibilities uh, is our office product suite, as well as uh, maintaining the relationships with our ISVs, independent uh, software vendors. And I'm also responsible for our uh, solutions strategy for the vertical markets that we participate in. Okay. So, so the background, why I'd asked you here today is, is to talk a little bit about the future of print management, um, get some of your perspectives on what, where you see the industry moving, some of the challenges you see. Um, and I wonder if we might start with the, with the customers. What, what are the things that right now you're seeing from customers um, and their demands and how, how that's changing? So if we look at the larger customers, Nick, uh, to enterprise. The trend that we are uh, seeing every day, in real, almost in real time, is those customers are asking us uh, for solutions related to taking their on-premise infrastructure uh, and moving it to the cloud. Mm -hmm. I mean by infrastructure is hardware, server software, networking components as well as the pragmatic software. They know they're so consumed today, let's say they, the IT uh, departments, are so consumed with everything else that's going on uh, here in the U.S. and North America related to cybersecurity and ERP uh, integration and CRM, all the different things that we know uh, is challenging on a daily basis that one thing that they know well, they don't want to do anymore is handle anything related to print. Uh, so whether it be hardware, software, or even print driver management, queue management, they're asking for us, Conic Monalta at least, to uh, propose something that's either 100% pure cloud, and that's something I keep hearing, pure cloud, uh, or at least, at the very least, some kind of hybrid. And in many cases, believe it or not, Adam, a lot of the customers don't even want to deal with a, an appliance or an edge device or um, some kind of virtual machine running on a desktop. They want to take everything related to print and put it in the cloud and, and not even in their own private cloud, but the customers don't even want to manage that. They, they want to put it into a cloud that either we host or company like Ysoft hosts on their behalf. They don't have to deal with any updates, patches, security vulnerabilities, penetration tests, or anything like that. So that's a definite trend. Uh, I'll say, though, there's also um, existing customers who are not interested in going to the cloud. They may have uh, compliance issues. So, for example, in the U.S., the U.S. federal government, in order to take uh, software to the cloud, whether it be print management or anything else, it has to be what's called FedRAMP compliant. And without the FedRAMP compliance, uh, federal government agencies are not allowed to, to move applications 
or infrastructure to the cloud. Um, also, we also see some healthcare customers, some enterprise healthcare customers that may have existing infrastructure that they've built over the last several years regarding things like integration into back-end electronic medical record systems, EMR systems like Epic and Cerner, that those are typically on-prem, although they're moving to the cloud as well. My point being there is they've invested so much money in infrastructure, especially a lot of the healthcare systems, larger healthcare systems, that right now they're happy, as long as it's working, they're happy the way it exists today, especially when you do things like secure print to a back-end EMR system like an Epic or Cerner. Yeah, yeah. So, so trying to treat those groups somewhat separately, for an instant, the, the enterprise customers who are who are all in on cloud and really pushing Conicom and Alta to take more responsibility or to use vendors to take more responsibility of that of that application, uh, you find those customers are coming with fairly fully fledged requirements, or are they in discovery mode? Like, what's the what's the challenge with those customers? That's an excellent question. So. I've been able to, I've been lucky enough over the years to deal directly with, with customers, um, specifically in this case, IT. Mm-hmm. And some customers have it fully vetted out in their mind what they, what they require. Uh, others are just testing the water, the waters. Yeah. Um, they're putting out feelers and they're looking for companies like Conic and Monalta to come back with questions and proposals. So I've seen many cases in responding to a tender, for example, we've provided an on-premise proposal as well as a cloud proposal, in some cases, the hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, in many cases, though, to answer your question, the customers really don't know 100% what they require. But one thing they do that, that I am hearing, like I just said earlier, they want pure cloud. They don't want to do yeah. anything on-premise. That's, that's one real message loud and clear that we get in here over the last six months. I think it's an interesting, I've seen, I've seen similar things with the customers I'm talking to that the, that the enterprises, some of them surprisingly well-informed, you know, their IT team has got a kind of, they've got cloud expertise and they've been shifting applications to the cloud for 10, 15 years. And now print is one of the last remaining few that they're saying, okay, it's time and, and it needs to look like this. And they're they're mandating things on security and compliance, and they have all of their rules and regulations spelled out. And then I think there's a there's a whole other bunch that have kind of come out of come out of the COVID piece. What in the last in the last couple of weeks, I saw that it's officially over the, the COVID global pandemic. But for for a lot of these customers, two three years ago it was a shop, and now their IT team is emerging out of that and saying, we don't know how, but we have to be prepared for that kind of flexibility, that agility in future, we need to be able to respond much quicker. Are you at a point where the the conversations that Conica Minolta is part of, do you think that um, the sales team, in, in effect, have gone on that same journey as the customers, where two, three years ago, it was a, a kind of scrambling for, uh, for a response and how quickly? And now your guys are far more in that kind of consultancy mode, trying to guide the customers on a, on a clearer path. If, for the most part, uh, the enterprise salespeople, they get it. Um, but it's even interesting that, you know, sometimes I'll get involved, we'll, we'll get a tender. We have to actually have a whole group of people here that answer, respond to RFPs and tenders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, lots of times I'll get the RFP from 
somebody in our business development team and I'll look through it and I'll see the, uh, the, the clauses or the, or the pages that are looking for secure print, print management, call it what you will. And I'll ask the question, they're not mentioning on-premise or cloud. Do we know what their preference is? So we'll have a conversation with the enterprise salesperson and they'll say, you know, that's a good question. Mm. I need to find out that answer. You know, and sometimes the customer will come back, no, we want cloud. But they didn't even mention it in the, in the RFP. Sometimes they do. Um, so to answer your question, some people are starting to get it, not not 100% on the sales side. They're answer, answer, asking the right questions, but there's still some education that needs to be learned. Do, do you think the customers need to tell us whether the answer for them is on-prem or cloud? Or, or is it actually better if the customer writes the tender around the business outcomes they're looking to achieve, and then they allow Conoco Minolta ultimately to do the things that Conoco Minolta does well in terms of consulting, in terms of guiding this customer through some of the options that are available, and then make a kind of informed choice? You would think so. You would think that they would spell out the business intentions in the RFQ or RFP. But in many cases, the, these RFPs, are, the requirements are very are Extremely vague. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen some of these tenders where, you know, proposed print manager, uh, secure secure print. And that that's about it. And then we ask for questions like, well, part of the print management, do you require any kind of scan workflow or CR? And, you know, going back to the, the previous question, some customers really get it and they mm-hmm. spell it out very specifically in the requirements and the business outcomes. And they'll actually write it like a true consultant and other times they'll just it'll be very basic requirements and we have to flush it out of so to speak and then make make us to be the consultant saying you should go this way and there's sometimes a sense of the rfp is the one that they used five years ago and that they've dusted it off updated the date and sent it back out right yeah we've seen that we do that working with uh, again folks in the we call it the bid desk um like wait a minute I answered these questions five years ago. Yeah, it's the same one. Put new data. And, and so you talked about the group where kind of compliance or regulation or integration to back office systems means that they're they're kind of shying away from the cloud space. How do you see that those groups? Is it that they they well understand what's possible? Or is there a role for the industry, frankly, in updating these guys on actually far more as possible than you recognize? And have you considered a different way of delivering this service? It's a really good question. I, I believe that some are just setting their ways and they don't want print jobs mm. in Azure or AWS. They just don't want them there because, for example, from a law firm, I'm handling handling billion dollar merger acquisitions is just too much at risk yeah. even though they may be more at risk on-prem yeah from an internal bad actor than putting in azure or aws they just feel safer there um you know i, I think healthcare is another one where we we do pretty well in healthcare when it comes to secure print and integration to the likes of the CERNs and the epic in the u.s I don't know of any large healthcare enterprise that we've sold in the past couple of years is in the cloud. Mm. They just don't ask for it. So I think 
we need to do a better job of, of informing the decision makers, both our procurement and IT side in healthcare, as, as we're talking about here, to uh, understand that, you know what, maybe those healthcare documents, whether they scan or print, may be safer in a highly protected firewall AWS environment than in their own uh, wide area network across the state of New Jersey. Do, do you have a sense you're sort of moving into security and I, and I wonder with the security story, is there actually a, a sense for customers of the features around print starting to be less important and actually security becomes far more important right now? The conversation is I need more education on how do you make me more secure? How do you close out any potential holes? And that creates a kind of fear and a nervousness. Whereas you started out by saying there's a lot of these companies saying, actually, I don't want to touch it in the way that I used to. The security questions have become the standard subject yeah. in a lot of these tenders. InfoSec questionnaires, info security questionnaires are almost in every single tender. Um, and the questionnaires are anything from um, do you comply with ISO 27001 certification? Do you have independent third-party penetration tests? Do you, you have HR employee background checks? Mm -hmm. What kind of security do you have around software development? Are you, you know, are you using yeah, the standard practice? Yeah. So this, there, there is extreme concern today that even as, as a software provider, that we use best practices for software development. Why? Because they're afraid, even if it's, whether it's, especially if it's on premise, that software is going to be loaded on a server within their environment. And maybe that software is, could be a Trojan horse for malware. So to answer your question, uh, security is first and foremost. And then after that, it's functionality. You know, and part of the whole conversation, as we said right at the beginning, and now taking that whole thing that is secure and safe and moving into the cloud and getting rid of the infrastructure. Tonica and also has been pretty active in the IT services space in the last couple of years, right? You guys have expanded your business in that space pretty pretty dramatically. I presume within Conica Malta, you're well set for these kind of deeper IT-related discussions, right? Moving away from a speeds and feeds print thing into a much more complex IT partner kind of con uh, conversation. Yeah, well, that's one of the things on our print transformation journey that I was decided, uh, I guess, about eight, nine years ago to invest in IT services, specifically all covered, to offer a customer not just uh, print document, uh, print security, but IT services, cybersecurity as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it resonates. We are actually uh, doing doing fairly well um, in certain markets, doing well in healthcare, the IT services, as well as education. And But yeah, it's the idea of to offer that portfolio of security, not just related to printer documents. If we pivot from then the, the kind of top end of the market, these, these large enterprises with substantial teams who can build out the requirements, who can lean on expertise of other departments, um, <clears throat> and we think more about small, medium business where... IT is an afterthought. It's it's the part-time responsibility of someone in the team. How do you see print management for those organizations? Um, the requirements change substantially. How, how do you see that 
you know, it's it's something that really needs to be addressed, I think, by our industry. Um, to educate the small business owner mm-hmm. who may only have five to ten print devices and forty employees um, on the benefit, even in in a company like that, if secure print, because it could be that the company could be a healthcare provider, and patient records shouldn't be sitting in an output tray of a, of a print or a fax machine. And fax is still widespread here in the U.S. Um, but for the SMB market, there's a lot of work to do for educating our salespeople on presenting to those smaller customers or smaller businesses the value of solutions related to uh, not just print, or secure print, but the infrastructure. Because if they do have a small IT department, again, they have they have to. They don't. I don't think a small IT IT department, you know, group of five people wants to spend time managing print drivers, mm. and queues, and Windows servers when it could easily just be moved to the cloud. I think the whole print management space is ripe for some innovation, right? The the, the need to, it's not, hey, we're going to take on the work for you. It's not your mess for less. It's we're going to bring product innovation and show you that actually some of the things you've been doing, you don't need to do anymore. We can take that over for you. We can run that through a system and it, it'll just happen without you having to think about it. Um, and I think that's a, it's a definite direction for the industry. Yeah, and then you have this whole shift to Microsoft 365, Azure, and AD Azure. Mm-hmm. And along comes this thing called Microsoft Universal Print. And although it hasn't really caught on, I'm starting to hear recently that more and more of our customers, big and small, are asking about how we integrate with Universal Print. And I think for the benefit of uh, folks who make a living with software related to print security and scanning, uh, the product, when released, was really not ready functionally. Mm-hmm. Even on the business side, had a monetized uh, print volume. I know they give away 5000 per month or whatever it is. Don't quote me on that, but there's some... Um, some things that weren't vetted out on thing, you know, let, let's say I'm an accounting firm. As we know, in the U.S., the, the uh, tax day is somewhere mid-April, and I'm sure that for pro- professional services consultant companies, that the volume of print from January to April is probably staggering compared to the rest of the year. And so yeah. how do you account for those peaks and valleys? Well, some of the things I don't, I don't think they did. Um, but it's still out there. It's still Microsoft. And yeah. their pitch is get rid of your infrastructure related to print, put it in our cloud. We'll manage it. Yeah. Which I think is the right, the right message for most customers, right? A lot of customers looking at the things that they were managing. It feels, or it has felt historically easy to say, we'll just put that on a server and just put that on a server. And suddenly you find customers with tens or hundreds of servers devoted to print management. And I think, like I say, that kind of innovation piece is coming along now and disrupting that and challenging customers that they don't need and need to do that that server point and click kind of route anymore. You started to touch on commercials. Um, how do customers want to pay for these services? Are you seeing a big shift there in terms of moving away from cost per copy contracts or looking at subscription? Like where is where is the direction? Yeah, some some of the more um, innovative ideas from some folks who kind of come on all thought are 
And we actually do sell print as a service. Mm-hmm. Right? Print infrastructure as a service. Um, we've also, and this is no, no secret, we we introduced what's called a, a one rate. Now, there's a, a variation of it called flat rate, where instead of CPC, vary charges every month, up and down, collecting meters, dealing with all that headache and infrastructure regarding just managing and collecting machine volume. Uh, now we, we've gone to a, like a flat rate program. And, and those customers who want to prioritize predictability, presumably, they just want to, they want the service there, they want it to run, but they don't want to be deeply involved in the day-to-day what's going on. And they just want a predictable service in the background, right? Yeah, and ideally, you know, if you put the, especially because now it's in the cloud, if you put all your related print infrastructure in the cloud and you sell it as one flat rate per month, mm-hmm. which we've done with some customers, um, but if you could do, just do that holistically and easily, I think a lot of customers would be open to that idea. And do you see customers looking at scaling up and scaling down? Because I, I feel like we still haven't got through, well, although we finished the pandemic, I think the, the way the offices are being used and the whole work from home vibe, I think we're still kind of working through the bones of what that will mean for the future of, of office productivity. Did you see people who are saying, yeah, flat rate, but actually I need some flex here? Or how, how does that play out? Well, well yes. But the one of the things that um, we're hearing from customers, do you have a way to count print on home office printers? Okay. Um, and not even, not even a printer that an OEM sold them, but so for during the pandemic, they these decentralized customers, a lot of them, right? Mm-hmm. Insurance company, banks, what have you, have a lot of people working from home, and they procure printers on their behalf, whether it be a small laser inkjet, yeah. and they they went out and they just bought them, and they're buying the consumable toner or, or ink, and they're asking for us to be able to monitor the activity on those home office printers. Or, uh, and presumably have some sense of security as well at the same time, right? You yeah, absolutely. Start delivering those uh, those devices to homes, and then you've got to make sure that the laptop is still locked down and you can still control what's coming in and out. It's, uh, it's a really interesting dynamic that I think the industry is, is going to have to work through. Uh, like- and we are. Yeah, and we, I think we need to work through it together because, you know, there's always going to be, I think, as part of the new working environment, at least here in the U.S., I don't think it'll go 100% one way or the other. I think you're going to settle on this hybrid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think good news for us in this industry is if it's hybrid, somebody who has, has to come into the office on two, three days a week, they may not print at home because it's too slow and they can't staple or whatever. Uh, so they'll come in the office on a Tuesday or Wednesday and they'll go down the biz hub, they'll print down the biz hub over here and they'll do the printing here. Yep. Um, so you'll see volume made up, you know, for the days that people are in the office. Whereas, uh, if you go to obviously a hundred percent, uh, virtual, then all bets are off there. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to get that. I think there's too much money invested in commercial real estate in this country. 
I, I also think with notwithstanding the investments people have made, there's something about working with your team. The energy of a meeting changes totally when you've got eight people in a room instead of eight people on a conference call. I wonder if we pivot and talk about the the solution delivery to customers um, and and what SaaS means. We we touched on the commercial models of what SaaS means and customers really looking for subscriptions, looking to manage their commitments, looking for some level of flexibility. But what about software delivery? Um, so that the idea that this thing is continuously updated, continuously up to date, maybe there's even a sort of monthly release process uh, and kind of a pivot which I think challenges us all to move more to a customer success mindset is the customer. The customer doesn't need to wait for us for version upgrades anymore. The customer is applying them themselves or they're automatically happening in the web. How do you see that impacting or maybe the opportunity that creates for, for print vendors? I think there's pros and cons to it. Um, definitely, like, as you described, positive aspect is that they don't have to do anything and they just get new updates and not again not having to be bothered with updating patching there's a vulnerability they don't have to patch their servers it's all done by the software provider mm-hmm. on the other side i know that some customers um especially if they're conservative will standardize on a golden master and if you've heard of this but they have whether machine configuration firmware or mm-hmm. software golden master. They have uh, vetted it, tested it, QA'd it, and it works. Okay. 100% meets all their requirements. And they may have some custom requirements. So they won't take an update because they're afraid the update may break them. Where they don't want to introduce anything else until they test it first. It has to be tested. Yeah. Okay. So, so then the customer really has to take the the lead and the forefront of solutions delivery and and update processes. Yeah, it's a high security customer, right? Yeah. Because even though you know that all the software is in the cloud and it's vetted and, and safe, but I still have endpoints. Yeah, touching the software, I have the MFP or printer endpoint, and I have my desktop endpoint, mm-hmm. and my mobile devices. Yeah. So I can tell you that, you know, we have some large customers who we cannot touch the firmware until they test it. We cannot touch touch the on-premise software until they test the new version. I think that that kind of customer experience and delivering an experience where really the customer can be more successful and and is not running into trouble tickets and issues and all of that kind of stuff. I think that's that's going to be one of the defining uh, defining trends for the for the industry moving forward. I think we've, as an industry, we've pushed pretty hard on that stuff and delivering management services where increasingly you take over far more responsibility from the customer. But I think the the last mile is customers saying, actually, even the infrastructure, even the application, I want print vendors to step up. I want you guys to take over and do more. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of the last, the last bastion for us, a really interesting space for us to go and, and push on the, the extremes. Anything else that you kind of feel you want to talk about in terms of the future of print management? No, I, um, we pretty much covered it all. Uh, mobile is going to be another component. You know, it's interesting that forever, I should say, for, for a long time, the industry has anticipated absolute mobile print requirements. Not only was it mobile print, but mobile print, secure release using your phone as a device. Mm-hmm. 
and then you know the progression of the technology there. My point is that I think mobile finally will start to catch on as you get more of this hybrid work. Um, Chrome printing is another big one. I think it, we're at a point where customers are, I, I use the term outcomes, they want to be able to print from anywhere and they want to be able to print to anywhere. And they don't really care, am I on the network, am I off the network? They don't really care how I got line of sight to that printer. They just want the printing to work. And so I think the end user expectation really is pushing the vendors and people like ourselves to deliver far more. And, and you're right, mobile, I don't care what operating system, Chrome, yes, PC, Mac, Linux, everything else. There's an expectation that, that we need to be able to print from those things. And they're pushing, they're pushing the boundaries of what's possible. Can you give me some reflections on what no print management means for you as a, as a tagline? So my audience is IT, right? Obviously. Um, what it means to me is I don't have, as an IT service provider, and, and by the way, if you, when you talk to IT people, their customers are the end users, right? Uh, they say that all the time, my customer, my customer, because they're catering to their customer and they, want, they don't want calls from the customer. That's, that's a pain for them. I can't print. Or I don't know what print driver to use. Or I'm trying to, to staple, not stapling. And I'm sitting at the machine and it just says waiting. Well, what it means to me um, is to go to a, an IT service provider and tell them that there is no more such thing as print management for them anymore. We're going to, the OEM, the software vendor is going to take print management out of their hands and out of their hair. I think that's my my clippable moment right at the end there. I think that's the that's the lead for the whole message. Seriously, I think that was a that was a really interesting conversation. Um, thank you for your time. <laughs>